This is Up, the podcast from Union Resources, bringing you friendly chats with theologians about things that matter. We want to serve the church by making resources as freely available as possible. So head over to uniontheology.org for more. Hello and welcome to this edition of the podcast. I'm Dan Hames and with me this time is Dave Griffith-Jones. He's a minister up in Hull in the north of England and he's the author of a new book called Escaping Escapism. Dave, thank you so much for speaking with me today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Well, we are recording um, in the later part of January and uh, I guess for many people their New Year's resolutions to eat more healthily, manage their time better... Um, cut out bad habits and stuff you know in the last few weeks have probably collapsed into binging on netflix cakes scrolling memes and so on (laughs) what made you write a book on escapism i think my my own experience of it it's one of my besetting sins uh that um i find it very very easy to uh, dodge difficult things put them off uh do the the easiest thing rather than the best thing um and uh, uh, the spirit had been showing me that in in lots of areas of my life that you know as a, a pastor i struggled to have difficult conversations with anybody uh, and will much much more happily talk about the football with them um i struggled to start work without checking my email at least three times um i'm meant to be playing with my kids and uh, spend more time looking on my phone than actually engaging with them uh, I, I think it was a gap of 19 years between trips to the dentist. Hmm. Um, uh, and so, yeah, that was, uh, that was the thing. And then, um, yeah, so I felt it was a bit of a specialist subject for me, yeah. uh, that I, I, I had uh, firsthand experience of. I have to ask, how was that trip to the dentist? <laughs> I'm, uh, kind of okay. Uh, so it, it was right at the end of writing the book. I, I kind of thought, right, this is ridiculous. You know, I'm enough of a hypocrite as is without writing a book on this and still not going to the dentist. Um, so I went along, and the mistake I made was telling him that I'd not been to see a dentist in 19 years. Yeah. Um, and so he gave me this massive lecture on how horrendous my estate, my mouth was going to be, and and then got very angry when my teeth were fine. <laughs> so in a way it was okay because it was fine, but in another way it was it was bad because I, I had an angry dentist with a lot of sharp metal things in my mouth just <laughs> wrenching things, desperately trying to find a tooth that wobbled or moved or, or something. Wow. And then he sort of clenched his teeth and said, okay, I think you all got away with it <laughs> and sent me out. Wow, well that's good to hear thank you dave for your uh, your honesty and, and transparency um would you would you paint a picture for us um help us to see it in our own lives how how do you think we escape from hard things but good things in in ways that are obvious ways that are not so obvious i don't think it's everyone's besetting sin some people you know some people are so driven and uh that they'll they'll take on anything and, and any challenge um but i think you can I think we you can see it in in various ways. So it might be uh, not wanting to say sorry uh, when we've done something wrong because it's easier just to leave it. Um, it might be uh, you know uh, spending all our time 
uh, in a sort of fantasy world, whether that's online or romantic novels or um, uh, or whatever, rather than focusing on real world relationships. Um, it might be not committing to relationships or not leaving home or avoiding someone who's been bereaved. And I don't know what to say to them. Um, cheating in exams, lying on my CV rather than putting the hard work in. Uh, you know, being retired and going off on going off on cruises when when the children are desperate for help with with childcare. Um, giving in to children uh, when they nag you because that's easier than getting them to do the hard things they ought to be doing. Uh, so there's, I think there's myriad different ways that we can see it. Hmm. Um, it's not all it's not all binge watching Netflix. Yeah, that's helpful to see, isn't it? it, it this isn't just necessarily um, surrounding ourselves with indulgence and and pleasure. God, yeah, so I I sort of define it as avoiding difficult things, um, putting off difficult challenges, um, avoiding difficult people, giving up in difficult situations. That's sort of what I think escapism is at its heart. Hmm. I, I guess that might be familiar to many of us. Why do you think we do avoid difficult things? Um, out of fear at the heart of it. Um, I think there's sort of set of different fears that, that makes us avoid them. So sometimes we're afraid of failing. And so we don't want to, don't want to try something difficult because uh, failing would make us feel bad about ourselves. Uh, sometimes we're uh, afraid of losing our comfort or missing out. Um, and so uh, we, you know, I think that particularly in the kind of Netflix social media addiction mm. uh, things, I think that's what's uh, making us do them rather than the better things we should be doing. Uh, sometimes it's being afraid of what people will think of us or afraid we won't be able to cope. Um, uh, but at the heart of it all is, is fear, uh, different fears that, uh, that drive us and, and hold us back from, from doing what God's calling us to do. Mm. My next question was going to be uh, whether you think this is a serious thing, uh, but you've just grounded it already in in fear this is about fear wrong responses to god misunderstandings of him um and therefore i guess this is a, a gospel thing yeah so escapism isn't it's not all leisure time you know rest is a good thing it's a good gift from god um uh but escapism is is taking that easy option when god would have us uh do something different um so uh you know, the kind of uh, dividing sins into sins of commission, the bad things we do and the sins of omission, the good things we don't do. Mm. Uh, escapism is sins of omission. Um, and if God's call on us is to love him with all our heart and love our neighbours ourselves, then anything I do that dodges that is serious. It is a gospel mm. issue. It's a sin issue. Um, so rest when God wants us to rest is brilliant. Um, but uh, spending ages on playing Call of Duty uh, when my neighbour is lonely and could do with a visit uh, isn't. Mm. I think that, that really helps as a, a diagnosis because um, if we're running away from God's promises and commands, if we're running away from his plans for us, feeling fearful, um, then that reveals that we 
we haven't understood him properly um, we haven't let the gospel of jesus do its work in us in revealing what he's really like how he loves us and cares for us that i guess leads actually to the next question your book is called escaping escapism is there a way to do that uh yes there is um uh i think the place i'd start with that is the what i think is the most common command in the bible i was I hunted through and found 144 times uh, mm. in the Bible it's saying, don't be afraid. Mm. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid isn't this sort of, it's not God in a stern voice telling us off from it. It's God in a comforting voice saying, you know, there's no need to be afraid. Um, actually, I've got something far better for you. Uh, and so uh, and so Jesus and the gospel um, is the solution to escapism, as with every other sin. Mm. Um and particularly, so the verse that really got me, got me, helped me with my own sin and, and got me thinking, oh, you know, I might have something here that other people could do with hearing is in Psalm 86, verse 10, where it says, uh, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Mm. Um, so unite my heart to fear you. Um, and uh, what fears do is they divide our hearts, they break our hearts. So uh, we we end up fearing lots and lots of different things. And we might fear God a bit, but we're also fearing our boss or fearing failing something or fearing, um, uh, you know, fearing a, a day with when my mobile runs out of battery. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and what uh, God does is he sort of mends our hearts and unites them. Uh, so when we're trusting in him alone and, and fearing and following him alone, uh, we've got an, we've got the integrity, uh, we've got the the courage and the strength to to go do the difficult things. That, and following Jesus is almost always more difficult than opting out of it uh, in the short term. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, it's having that undivided heart uh, through faith in Jesus that is the key to escaping escapism. Let, let me pick up uh, Psalm 86, The Undivided Heart. Um, in, in the book, one of the themes is that you pick up the Psalms as the songs of Jesus. Um, how do you think it helps us to, to read the Psalms in that way, as, as Jesus' words? Yeah, so most of the book is sort of taking the images of the Psalms as, uh, you know, the Lord is my refuge, he's my rock, my portion. Um, and... Uh, and sort of seeing, so seeing Jesus in that, and I, I see Jesus in that in two ways. Um, so if Jesus is is the Lord, if He is the God, then the Psalms are songs of faith in Jesus. Hmm. Um, when the when the psalmist is is saying, "You're my you're my rock," he's saying, "Jesus is my rock," um, or "The Son of God is my rock." Um, and yet Jesus is also uh, the perfect human being, so he's singing those psalms, he's praying those psalms. Um, they're psalms of his trust in his father as well. He's he's the one who says to his father, "You're you're my shepherd. You can lead me. You're my light. Mm. Um, your approval's all that matters to me." Um, and then, like you can hear some some Bible teachers go, "Oh, you know, don't go praying the psalms yourself. These are the songs of Jesus. You know, mm. <laughs> just look at them and think, oh, doesn't Jesus have a lovely relationship with his father?'" <laughs> um, whereas, actually, of course, if we're in Christ, mm. um, which we are through faith. Then, then the songs of Jesus are our songs, and we relate to to the Father exactly the same way Jesus does. Mm. Um, and you know, he's, he's, so when Jesus says, "Lord, you're my light," we can say, "Oh, Lord, you're my light too," because because I'm in Jesus, and I'm relating to Him the same way. 
Um, and then in the book, I'm using all those, it's those pictures of, of God as our, our refuge, our rock, our strength, our salvation. Uh, it's saying if we have, use that to have this sort of bigger picture of God and, and really sort of digging into them with our imagination that, that helps us to trust God in every area of life and not to have this kind of broken, divided heart that trusts God in one area, but then when something difficult comes along, opts not to. Yeah, I think that's a great, um, rich, um, deep reading of the Psalms. Um, I suspect for many of us, um, our temptation is to read the Psalms as a bit of a sort of pick and mix of very bite-sized little spiritual encouragements and not much more. But you're you're encouraging us to read the Psalms in quite a deep theological way and say that the answer to our fear is to understand ourselves in Christ and sharing in his relationship with his father, which is quite a radically different way to think about the Psalms, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, you look at Jesus and Jesus never ducks a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um he you know, he'll argue with the Pharisees, he'll set his face like Flint for Jerusalem, he'll he'll love anyone anyone around. Um and that comes from his his relationship with his father that we see in the Psalms, doesn't it? That he he trusts God in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so reading the Psalms, we can, is a way of kind of participating in that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, um, Dave, other than telling people to go and read the book, um, do you have a piece of of parting advice about where to start with this? Someone perhaps who's listening and thinking, oh man, that is me, I'm an escapologist. What, what would you say to that person? Um, so one would be, I think on two levels, I think I'd, I'd give advice. One would be to, uh, at the sort of the deeper level, uh, would be to uh, sort of dig into that and work out what, what are we afraid of in those moments? Um, what am I dodging? What am I putting off? What, what's the worst that could happen that in my imagination I, I think I'm avoiding? Um, and see where that, what is that fear of? Where is it coming? Um, uh, and then to, you know, I would then, you know, use those psalms, use those pictures. If you're if you're afraid of um, uh, if you're afraid of missing out, uh, then reflect on what it means for God to be your portion. You know, this three course meal that satisfies you and leaves you at the end with this lovely full feeling that you don't need anything else um, would be the deep level uh, to match up match up the fears with the pictures of Jesus in the psalms, which is what the book's trying to help you do. Um, and then on a practical day to day level. Uh, I would set a goal for yourself. Um, pick something scary, something you've been putting off, some challenge that you'd rather not meet, uh, and s- set yourself to go for it. You know, write it down. Tell your friends you're going to try and do this in God's uh, in God's strength, uh, and ask for their prayers and uh, and their help. Um, uh, and then uh, have a go at that goal. You know, sometimes we sort of think, oh. We believe in grace. Don't do New Year's resolutions. I'd almost want to encourage people to go the other way. You know, we believe in grace. So set your New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. really high. Make it a real mountain that you can't climb. You can't climb without God's help. Uh, and uh, if that's what God's calling you to do, um, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so set that goal. Sort of name that mountain that you're that you're going to climb. So you're saying go to the dentist. <laughs> yep. I'm t- <laughs> definitely thank you dave so much i think that will be a a great help to the sufferers of fomo and the 
serial Instagram scrollers. Yeah, the uh, the listening to a podcast rather than working people. <laughs> Hopefully we're helping rather than hindering when it comes to that. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much for taking time to chat today. It's been great. It's an absolute pleasure, Dan. Thank you.